y'all getting all caught up, caught up in it. I'm, I'm, I'm in the book. I just told y'all the story. That's in the Bible. Hallelujah. Well, I want a certain look. Well, what about your look? All right, Hebrews 10. I'm going to read verses 35 through 39. Hebrews 10. Let's go back here. I, I believe this is the last time we hit this spot here. Until the Lord directs us back here to this place. Hebrews 10. Now we just thank God for all those. We have a, some of our members who are already, they're already traveling this weekend. You know, we start camp meeting tomorrow over in Kentucky, up in Kentucky. So some of our people have already traveled to hit the road. Some driving, some have already flown that, that way. And other folks are traveling, family reunions and things like that. So uh, we didn't go through a church split or anything like that. So don't, don't not, nobody be scared. Like, man, where is everybody? They're just out of town. It's all right. Praise God. Out of town. This is summertime. Everybody's traveling, going somewhere. Family barbecue. All right, Hebrews 10, 35 to 39. You have that? Okay, let's read from the New King James Version together. Ready? Read. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Verse 39, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Thank you, Father, today for the word that we're about to receive. Thank you, Father, that in this atmosphere, your word is able to flow freely. I pray, Father, your people have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive the word of God that you speak. Speak from heaven, Father, by, by the authority of heaven, speak through me and flow in this place and God do in us what must be done today and we'll give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. amen. And amen. All right, we're on part four of winners, quitters, and cowards. Winners, quitters, and cowards. Hallelujah. Now just to refresh you, your memory, we were We've read this verse here a couple times from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and uh, verse 1 from the Living Bible where the Apostle Paul writes to his son in the faith, Timothy, and he says this, these words, 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 in uh, the Living Bible, please. Hallelujah. Well, I'll read what I have. He says, I want you to know this, Timothy, I want you to know this, that in the last days it is going to be... Very what? Difficult to be a Christian. You may as well know that. Tell your neighbor, you may as well know that. In other words, we don't want you to be surprised. It's going to be very difficult to be a Christian. Now, certainly, certainly, there's more temptation out there. Now, not different, just more. <laughs> you understand? Uh, I was born in 1971. And... The temptations we had in 1971 are the same temptations that are out here today. It's just we didn't have as much access to things, but it was still temptation. Jesus Christ, when he walked this planet, the Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. So it's not, it's not 
the temptation that's making it very difficult. It's the persecution that's making it very difficult. It's the tribulation that's coming to us because we're Christians. Now, remember, we, we, we found out that the difficulty is not from God. Remember, we read in Matthew 11, Matthew 11, 28, verse 30, when Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Then he says, Take my yoke upon you, my yoke, take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, from, for I am what? Gentle, come on, and lowly in heart, and you will find what? Isn't that comforting? Isn't that comforting? Then verse 30, he goes on and says this, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that sounds like, man, it's supposed to be easy peasy. Yet what makes it difficult is not because we're yoked, is not the yoke itself, but because we're yoked to him. It's an easy yoke, but we're yoked to Jesus. And because the world hates him, the world hates us. You understand that? The world hates Jesus. And when he was here, they persecuted Jesus. So because the world hates him, they will hate us. And because they persecuted him, they will persecute us. The servant is no greater than his master. Y'all remember that? Okay. Now, look at Matthew 26, please. I want you to see something here. Because this yoke is what makes you and me a target. Matthew 26 Y'all have time for a few scriptures? Yes, Hallelujah. How many of y'all been through our new, new members' school, uh, ground school classes? Remember something we went over? We, we value the word. Yes. Our value statements, we value the word. I was teaching that the other day and teaching the ground school classes and thinking about, man, we read a lot of scriptures. <laughs> and some people don't like that. But the problem is, if you don't get scriptures, you're getting opinions. You don't need my opinion. My opinion is no more valuable than your opinion. If we have opinions, we can all just stay home. <laughs> okay? So we're going to go into the scriptures. Look at Matthew 26, please. Verse, uh, let's look at verse 31, please. Verse 31. It says this, then Jesus said to them, this is his disciples, he says, all of you will be made to do what? stumble because of me this night. Now that word stumble in the King James, it says you will be offended. You remember that word scandalizo? I taught you that when I first started teaching this series. Hey, hey this, is, this is not a Methodist church, is it? Okay, y'all talk back to me now. <laughs> I, I grew up in a, in, a, in a predominantly black church. and we, We're used to dialoguing. Amen. Some of y'all that's going to Frankfurt, y'all remember that we go to Frankfurt, please. I need some dialogue because they, they, don't, they don't really dialogue. I, need, I, like, I like, you know, thank you. Amen, Lord Jesus. All of you will be made to stumble. Watch this next phrase, though. Because of me. Not because of you. Because of me. Are you seeing where that yoke to him makes us a target? So you'll be made to stumble because of me this night for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. That's Old Testament prophecy. Verse 32, but after I've been raised, I will go before you into Galilee. Watch Peter. Y'all remember Peter? He said, he answered and said to him, even if everybody, even if all are made to stumble, even if everybody is offended because of you, I will never be made to stumble or I will never be offended. I will never scandalizo. 
I will never fall away. That's big talk, ain't it? Jesus said to him, but surely I say to you that this night, <laughs> your big talk, before the rooster crows, you will deny me how many times? Now, Peter said to him in verse 35, even if I have to die with you, boy, I will not deny you. And watch this. And so said all the disciples. Now, look at verse 55. 55. 55. It says, in that hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and you did not seize me. In other words, Jesus said, I wasn't no coward. I wasn't no punk. I, was, I knew y'all was after me, and I still showed up for work every day in your face. But now y'all want to come like this under the dark of night because y'all are scared. Verse 56, but all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Now watch. Remember those guys that said, we're going to die with you. It says, then all the disciples forsook him and fled. All of the disciples forsook him and fled. Turn over, please, to verse 69, same chapter. Verse 69, same chapter. Y'all see that? It says, now Peter sat outside. Remember, Peter was the main spokesman. Spokesman. He's the main one talking all the smack. I'm with you to the end. We ride or die. Six and nine. Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him saying, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. She says, you were with him. Everybody say, with him. With you him. were with Jesus. Remember the yoke. You were with Jesus of Galilee. Mm, he's a target. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. Mm-hmm. And when he had gone out to the gateway, Another girl said, excuse me, another girl saw him and said to those who were, who were there, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. Now, remember the first girl said, you were with Jesus of Galilee. This girl says, Jesus of Nazareth. What, what's happening? They're honing in on him. Nazareth was a city in Galilee. So they, they hone in on, you, you, wanna, you were with him, Jesus of Galilee. But now the next girl is saying, you're with Jesus of Nazareth. Like, no, we, we honing in. You, you, were, you weren't just some distant friend. You were, you were close. Now watch. Verse 72. But again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. I don't even know him. First, he, first the first girl, he said, I don't know what you're saying. Now he's saying, I don't know the man. Verse 73, and a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely you are also one of them. Now they've gone from just being with them, with him, to now you're one of them. And they said, here's how we know, for your speech betrays you. So we went down from Galilee to Nazareth to your neighborhood. We, you, got, you got that with him dialect. We can tell by your dialect how you talking, you one of his homeboys. They brought a thing all the way down here. Okay? Now, he went from saying, I don't know what you're saying, to I don't know the man, to now he began, verse, 30, verse 74, he started cursing and swearing. And I thought it was the same thing. But uh, cursing is the, is the profanity. Swearing is him saying, no, I affirm. You know how y'all swear. 
I do not know the man. I cross my, my heart to open, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't know the man. Immediately the a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord of Jesus who said to him, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. He went out and wept how? Bitterly. Wept bitterly. So you see what happened. Peter went through this, but before we laugh at Peter and pick on Peter, I want to ask you, what would you do if your life was in jeopardy? Remember now, they had just arrested Jesus, and he knows they're about to kill him. For three years, Jesus has been telling them they're going to kill me. That's why they all said, we'll die with you. So they know he's about to be killed. So what would you do if you're yoked to him? <laughs> and, and they say, oh, you, you, you're one of them Christians. Oh, you're going to EGCC. Oh, you're actually saved. See, you got to bring it down from Christian in name to your church to, you. oh, you actually are saved. See, all of a sudden, now, now, now you're, the shoe's on your foot. Where all that tough guy talk now? What, what, if, what if it's not your life? What, what if it's just your livelihood? What if it's just, we're going we're gonna to fire you, or we're gonna, you're going to lose your job, or we're going we're, we're, we're to cut off your, your, uh, your check from the government, if whatever, whatever, whatever. See? We talk big when we talk when we're looking at Peter. But what about in 2021? Now, you remember, Jesus never had anything good to say about quitters. Never had anything good to say about cowards either. Hallelujah. Because there's no place in the kingdom for cowards. I said no place in the kingdom for cowards and quitters. And, 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 but listen, I want to show you something here. Look at Matthew 28, 20. Because the same yoke that makes you a target is the very yoke that'll save you. That'll register by tomorrow. The same yoke that makes you a target is the very yoke that'll save your life. In other words, you're a target because you're connected with him, but you're going to be saved because you're connected to him. See, it's one thing to suffer for ungodliness, for unrighteousness. But to suffer for righteousness' sake, the Lord is on your side. And he's going to bring you out. Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus, the Bible says at the end, close of his ministry, Jesus said, when you go out, I want you to go out and make disciples of all nations. That's verse 19. Verse 20 says, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And watch this very promise here. And lo, I'm with you how long? Always, Always even to the end of the age or even to the last days when it's going to be difficult to be a Christian. Y'all got to catch it. In 2021, the Lord is still with us. So in 2021, when you are becoming a target because of your, of your walk with God, when people are ostracizing you and picking on you and persecuting you and pushing you aside because you are connected to God, to, connected to Jesus Christ, he is still with us to this day to comfort us and keep us and to show that there is, there is a blessing, there is a, there is a reward, there is a, 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 a special uh, power in serving God. As Malachi says, there it is, there's profit in serving God. That's what the Bible says in Malachi for. There's profit in serving God. Y'all got this? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 through 12. Turn over there real quick. Yay, more scriptures. Come on now. I'll have y'all out in good time. You can make the poor folks. 
They're not going to run out of chicken. Unless Joe gets there first. Second <laughs> Timothy 3, verse 10. says, but you, this is Paul, the apostle, talking to Timothy, his son in the faith. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. Now, we can see everything he's followed, but I want you to see two words that particularly is pulled out of here, long-suffering and perseverance. That implies he's been through something. Verse 11, verse 11, glory to God. My persecutions, see this, afflictions, he's been through something, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all, praise God, the Lord, out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Now watch the next verse, verse 12, verse 12. This is for you. Verse 12, tell your neighbor, this is for you. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer. I better read it again. No, matter of fact, y'all read it with me. Read it with me. Ready, go. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will Yes. How many of y'all want to live godly? But guess what? I have some news for you. I have some good news for you. You will suffer persecution. That ain't good news. Go back to verse 11. Go back to verse 11. This is good news. Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So if the Lord delivered Paul out of them all, out of all the persecution, then the Lord will deliver you out of all your persecution. Put up Psalm 34, verse 19. Psalm 34 and verse 19. Let's, let's see this in spades right here. Let's look at it right in the Bible. Ready? You got it? Let's read it together. Read it together. Come on. Come on, media. Come on. Come on. Put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Praise God. I want, I want them to see this. All right? Ready? Read. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many. Paul said, I have persecutions and afflictions. Now, I know y'all don't get excited about this because nobody wants me to talk about afflictions and persecution. Everybody wants me to talk about money and how God's going to make you rich. And he is. He is. Hands down, he's going to prosper you. Hands down, God will heal you. But if you're going to live godly in this world, you're going to be persecuted. Nobody wants to go to a persecution conference. Everybody want to go to overflow conference and shift. It's my season conference. It's your season for persecution. Put up, put up Matthew 10 and verse, um, verse 30. Put up Matthew 10, verse 30. Put up Matthew 10, verse 30. Let's see if we got this. No, no, I'm sorry. Mark 10, not, not Matthew. Mark 10. Mark 10, verse 30. Mark 10, verse 30. Glory to God. Everybody want to be blessed. Who shall not receive... Put up verse 29 so you have context. Go, go back one verse, verse 29. Glory to God. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospel. This is where they start hooping. Glory to God. Verse 30. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time? Everybody starts cheering. Yeah! Yeah, I got my hundredfold. Shout hundredfold. My God is coming. I got my hundredfold. Houses and lands and so forth. 
with persecution. They don't even read that part. Nobody even reads the persecution part. Just praise God for the blessings. Well, the blessings come with persecutions. So if you're not willing to deal with the persecutions, you're not positioned to handle the blessings. If you're not willing to deal with the persecutions, uh, T.D. Jakes preached a message years ago, I mean many, many years ago, called uh, Can You Stand to Be Blessed? I think you wrote, you wrote a book on it, Can You Stand to Be Blessed? What are you talking about right here? Can you stand it? Because the blessing is going to come with persecution. I want people to talk about me. I want folk to stop, to stop liking me. Well, you're not ready for the blessing then. Because really, just by virtue of the blessing, you're going to get talked about. Who she thinks she is. Who you think he is. They must be selling drugs. My wife and I, back in the early days, we, we were buying properties and everything. We were, we were doing real estate. And peep, the rumor got around town that we were taking all the church money. We have, first of all, we didn't have any money. Church didn't have any money to take. Second of all, we was borrowing from everybody in town to make it happen. Using our name and our good credit. But people, all of a sudden, we start. We people find out we got properties in here and there, properties here and there, and they, they, well, they taking all the church money. <laughs> this is in our family. Boy, boy, boy. See, so if you're not willing to be persecuted, you're not ready to be blessed. Y'all don't like that part. We better move on to something else here. Okay, so Jesus never had anything good to say about cowards. Let's look at Revelation 21, 7 and 8. Again, please. Revelation 21, verse 7 and 8. Let's see if I can scooch on to a close here real soon. Deacon Gershom. Revelation 21, 7 and 8. It says this. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Verse 8, please. Verse 8, please. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with what? Fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, I'm not going to go through all that stuff like I did last week because folk got mad at me last week and quit the church and everything because I talked about liars and adulterers and idolaters and immoral and sorcerers and smoking weed and all that kind of stuff and being homosexual and all that kind of stuff. Stuff that people, people scared to talk about, but I'm not scared to talk about it. Because it's in the Bible. I figure if it's in the Bible, I should be scared, you know, strong enough to talk about it, brave enough to talk about it. Amen. Right. That, that's good. That ain't what I said, it's what I read. I said that last week? Is that on a t shirt yet? Not yet. On his way, okay. Ain't what I said, it's what I read. I like that. I like that. Amen. But what I wanted people to see last week, and they got mad at the rest of it, but I wanted people to see was at the very top of that list was the cowardly. <laughs> they may I say they're mad with God because I didn't say it, I just read it. But it's the cowardly. 
So God doesn't have any room in the kingdom for cowards. For people who are going to be afraid to stand up for him. Now that word cowardly, again, is, is the Greek word uh, deilos. I'm probably saying that wrong. Don't judge me on this. King James, the word fearful, which means timid, fearful. It means uh, it's of Christians who, through cowardice, give way under persecutions and apostatize. They give way under what? Remember, if you're going to live godly, you're going to have persecutions. You know, Lord, I, I, I was asking the Lord, Lord, why do you have me teaching this? Even the message that I, that I believe I have for Frankfurt next week in the camp meeting is about this. I'm like, they, they used to be coming talking about prosperity and blowing up. That's what they used to. I'm like, I'm feeling all in me. No, you got to prepare the people for persecution. I'm like, I don't want to preach that there. But if God's pushing this on us, then I believe the same way in 2019 he's told us about the bin of flour and being prepared for a famine, for a drought, and he had us ready. Then what he's telling us now is getting us ready for the persecution. I mean, we got enough examples about it. You know, and, and you know, you got this whole COVID thing, and you know, people are already being persecuted, not because you're the church, but because whether you're a vaxxer or a non-vaxxer or an anti-vaxxer or a hesitancy and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, well, what, what do you think? I don't think anything. I think I think you sit with your doctor and God. You sit with your doctor and God. Hopefully you can get the three of y'all together at the same time. <laughs> but you sit with you, your doctor, and God and make the decision that's best for you. I didn't tell you about, you know, whether to get, get vasectomy or not. I, you didn't ask me about that. Whether to get spayed or neutered, nobody asked me that. Why, why are you, why, what, what, what authority do I have to give you on whether you get a vaccine or not? People getting hysterectomies and all that kind of stuff. They don't ask me nothing about that. That's what you think. None of my business. None of my business. That's your business. It's you do what you want to do. But understand that we can see a level of persecution already coming because of that. That for those people that choose not to, they're already starting to resegregate America. Now America won't be segregated based on black and white. It's going to be segregated based on vax or no vax. We saw, discovered last night, a church here in America. A church. A church right in Atlanta, Georgia. Who, they're now inviting all the vaccinated people to come to church. We're reopening, but only for vaccinated. So now the church is going to be segregated. Oh, wait a minute. Matter of fact, they said it's, it's to this point. Not just come and tell us you're vaccinated like the mall like the football game, they say you have to bring your card. What? Bring your card? You mean I can go to the mall without a card? I can go to a football game, a basketball game without a card. But to come to your church, I got to bring my Vax card. Now, something's to me, something's wrong with that. Well, that's not, that's, it's not your right to judge. Well, no, we do judge the church. We do, we do judge. We're called a judge. The Bible says we judge all things. 
You can't judge how folk live. Yes, we're, we're, the Bible tells us to judge. See, that's the world telling us that we can't judge. But God tells us to judge. Then that's old, loose living Christians that tell us we can't judge. But the Bible tells us to judge all things. You see? So, I mean, so only point I'm making about that is, is just the persecution. So if God's telling us this, I, I'd much rather have moved on from, I didn't mean to be in part four of this. <laughs> but, yeah, we understand because you're going to face it. I said you're going to face it. Now, again, this word fearful, coward, it means at the end, those who give way under persecution and apostatize. That word apostatize, I gave you the definition for that. It means, watch what it means here. Here's the, goal, the role of the persecution now. Are y'all seeing this here, the walkers, y'all got this? It's to get you to abandon your profession, mean profession of faith, or church. To forsake your principles. To retrograde or revert from one's faith. To withdraw from, one, from one's party. To leave your group that you're in. That's the point of, of the persecution, is to get you and me to fall away from God. Y'all got it? 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. That day will not come. What day? The day of the Lord will not come unless the falling away comes first. So there is a falling away happening. So let's not be shocked because we heard so and so has fell away. Or they, it's happening. Amen? That's why you and I got to believe for the coming too as well. Though people are falling away, the harvest is still white. The harvest is still ready. There's a harvest of souls out there, people. And what God's doing is replacing those. That, that's what, remember we just, okay, go back, go back to uh, Mark 10, verse 30. Mark 10, verse 30. Hallelujah. Chris, boy. Mark 10, verse 30. Remember he said, the blessings are going to come with persecutions and in age to come eternal life. Now look at verse 31. Verse 31. Glory to God. But many who are first will be last. And the last. So yeah, there's a falling away. There are pastors whose churches are shutting down and, and the ones who just hold on by a thread. Yeah, selling off. We were, we were going through some last night, selling their properties off. They're getting rid of shut down. They used to be five locations and used to be, you know, ten services. Now they're down to one service, one location, and it ain't full. And they're trying to do it, but the problem is they scared all their folk off. See? So there are people who are falling away, but guess what? There are people out there in the drug holes and in the back alleys and in the, in the, in the bars that God's going to bring them in. That's why you and I, you, we got to get, get, get over all of our little quand, all of our little stuff that we have about how people look and how people smell and how people dress and how we got to get over that because God's going to bring people in of all kinds, of all sorts. We're going to have our arms open with love and say, come on in, baby. You came in just in time, just in time. 
When Jesus gave the parable about the man who gave the feast and told his servants, go out there and people are invited, tell them, hey, everything's ready, come on in. And they went and found the people, and the people said, well, no, I'm busy, I'm doing that. These people were invited. They were already part, they were already on the list. And all of a sudden, they got so caught up in their daily affairs, got so caught up in their business, got so caught up in all the things they were doing, they didn't have time to actually show up for the feast. Jesus said, well, hey, bump that. Go out there to the lame and to the sick and to the maimed and to the whole and to the blind and tell them to come in. And they started, what, what, they, what, what they found? They found people who have serious needs. Come on. Come on in here. Come on in here. We, we have room for you. Come on in. Come on in. And they went out there. They did it. And they said, okay, well, they've all come and yet there's still room. He said, okay, now go to the hedges and to the highways and compel them to come. Go as far as you can and get everybody who wants to be in here. Come on in here. I want my house to be full. And all those ones who were invited, all those ones who used to preach, all those ones who used to sing, all those ones who used to shout, all those ones who used to dance, all those ones who used to pray, all those ones who are faking the whole time, take them, bind them up, and cast them out into the pit of hell where they'll be weeping and gnashing of the teeth and their worm shall never die. Take all the ones who all this time were faking the funk. Playing like they were saved. Pretenders. That's why, that's why your Bible says that in the last days, evil men and imposters will grow and come and wax bolder and bolder. Evil men and imposters. And what we're finding is the church has been filled with evil men and imposters. Masquerading as preachers. Masquerading as bishops. Masquerading as apostles. Masquerading as pastors. Masquerading as praise and worship leaders. And they've been nothing more than entertainers and performers. And they've been, they've been, they've, they've been, they've, oh my God. They've been seducing the people of God out of the kingdom. And all they're doing is in that falling away, making room. For those who've been beat up, torn down, broken, confused, struggling, watch what happens in these last days in the homosexual community. What, what, what you mean? Watch, watch, watch what happens. Watch how many of them begin to start coming in and getting saved. Watch. Watch. Watch how many are who have been atheists and agnostics and Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. I don't know if some of y'all even ready for that. See, I, I, don't, I don't want you to look around at, at, at around what we got. We don't, it ain't but a few of us. No, 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 God's bringing increase. He's bringing increase. I said he's bringing increase. And he's going to find somebody who open their mouths and just tell it. But you're going to be persecuted if you do it. You're going, you're, going, you're going to get hit upside your head. Maybe even physically. 
what Jesus said? When you get hit in the face, turn the other cheek. Why are he telling you that? Because he says it's going to happen again. Nobody want to get hit in the face, do you? Boy, I wish you would. Boy, 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 boy. You know who you're messing with. I'll call down fire from heaven. Wait, you don't know what man of spirit you are. Don't call down fire to consume them. Call down fire to consume the hatred and the evil that's in their heart. Call down fire from heaven to consume all that misery in their heart that they might come to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord. Are y'all hearing anything today that I'm telling you? Praise God. But I'm preaching now. So the falling away is happening. But so is the harvest. At the same time. Well, I don't see them yet because you ain't been in the field yet. You got to get in the field. You'll see the harvest. Harvest don't bring itself in. Oh, my. Harvest don't bring itself in. Harvest will grow. It'll be ready, but it don't bring itself in. Matter of fact, when wheat grows up, wheat does not separate itself from the ground. Now, a mango will grow so big, in the right wind, it'll separate itself from the tree. It'll fall. But if nobody gets that mango, it'll rot. So wheat grows up, but it can't separate it from the ground. So in other words, there are people who are ready, but they can't separate themselves. You and I have to do Mark 4.29. We got to go put in the sickle. You and I have to go and say, you know what? Come out of that world. Come out of darkness. Come out of them drugs. Come out of homosexuality. Come out of lesbianism. put the sickle in there. Don't get caught up in the falling away. They can't. Harvest does not separate itself from, from the ground. Do I have anybody with me this morning? Yes, Say, do I have anybody with me today? Yes, I'm not going to quit on God because it looks like everybody else is. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. It says this. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing, to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So we're in the latter times, and we have deceiving spirits, what the King James says, seducing spirits. We have doctrines, teachings of demons, what the King James says, doctrines of devils, teaching of devils. That means that, listen, there are people, you can come to church and hear me preach for an hour and a half, two hours, and or whatever, or 20 minutes, however long you actually pay attention, and the devil will sit right there in the church and talk right in your ear and talk you right out of what the man of God is saying. There's an antichrist spirit that's already trying to tell you don't believe that. 
Don't believe that. Don't go with that. That ain't for you. That ain't true. That ain't for you. And I'm reading from the Bible. That's why I don't sit and give you my opinion all day long. No, no, no. Let's look at the Bible because what the word says is right. Psalm 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. John 17, verse 17, sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. But notice what it says here back in uh, 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. In the latter times, some will depart. That means everybody's not leaving. Tell your neighbor, look around, look around. Everybody ain't gone. <laughs> and I tell you, when you see empty seats in churches, not just this church, a lot of churches, they, they empty seats. I tell you, like I heard, heard this one apostle saying, one of my favorite guys I listened to last night, he said, everybody didn't die last year. All these empty seats, he said, they didn't all die. Less than, less than 1% died. So all these empty seats are people who are, but they didn't depart, they're on their way. When I, when I go to the airport tomorrow, my family, we load up getting ready to go to Kentucky, and, and we load up, get to the airport, we may not have left yet. But we on, we on the tarmac. So you may have people that know they haven't left yet. They still, they yet holding on. <laughs> but you can only hold on so long when you keep listening to deceiving spirits and doctors of demons. Because I heard uh, uh, Dr. Winston said this morning, if you're not moving forward, you're not standing still. <laughs> you're either moving forward or you're drifting backwards. There's no, there's no standstill in, in the kingdom. It does, that doesn't happen. Not, in, not even the natural. You can't stand still in the air. You can't stand still in water. Either you're going to be moving forward or you're moving backward. Are y'all hearing this? Now let's turn to our main scripture here and we can, we can wrap this up. You can wrap this up. You might get there for all the brothers of Pentecostals get there today. Hebrews 10, now the Baptists are already on their way, so you can call that the rap. <laughs> I used to say, man, I want to get out in time to go to Kissing Cousins. None of y'all know nothing about Kissing Cousins, do you? But on the weekend, they close at 3 o'clock, so you got you to get there early. No, 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 they close at 2 Monday through uh, Saturday, Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday, they close at 3 o'clock. They changed it. It's 2 o'clock every day now. Oh, Lord, y'all ain't going to make it. You ain't, ain't going to make it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was bad news for you. You ain't going to make it. I'm, I'm sorry. You're not going to make it. So let's, let's, let's try to wrap this up here. Hebrews 10 Verse 32, and um, you have it in your Bibles, right? Now, do me a favor. Open in your Bibles, Hebrews 10, 32 through 39. But I want media for me, please, if you'll switch to the Passion Translation. You stay and keep your Bibles open. 
but I want them to switch to the, the Passion Translation. Okay, and we'll, we'll compare a little bit here. Hallelujah. Winners, quitters, and cowards. Which one are you? Now, in our Bibles here it says, but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated. Everybody say illuminated. illuminated. How many ever heard of the Illuminati? People scared of the Illuminati. I don't believe that's real. Well, it's real. Illuminati is definitely real, but they're not the original illuminators. You and I have been illuminated. Can I put it in a common everyday uh, 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 vernacular? We woke. Everybody's trying to be woke today. This is you and I were woke. See, people who are living in sin are not woke. They're just asleep and dead as they can be. Remember, your Bible says you were dead in trespasses and sins. You were dead in trespasses and sins. So anybody who's not saved is not only not woke, they're dead. But they're trying to make us think they're the ones woke. You need to hate white folk because you're woke. Well, that's stupid. No, when I got woke by the spirit, I loved everybody. You need to hate rich folk because you woke. No, when I got woke, I learned I could be rich. <laughs> that ain't woke. Fact man, Dr. Bill Winston, boy, that's one of my, that's my partner, and uh, and he was he was talking this morning about people. Everybody, you know, they they fighting, protesting, marching. They tearing down statues. We gotta tear down this statue of this person. Tear down this statue of this person. He said the problem. He said the problem, homie, is the statues inside you. He said, it ain't the statue you tearing down, it's the statue that's inside you. The statue of poverty, the statue of less than, the statue of broke, the statue of inferiority, the statue of slave mentality. He said, the statue's inside you. You can tear every statue down in America, but the statue is inside you. Until you get woke. Until you get illuminated. See, once you and I get illuminated, now all of a sudden, whoa, I see things differently now. How many woke people do I have in here today? But notice what it says, though. After you got woke, you endured, come on, a great struggle with sufferings. I think King James used the phrase, a, good, a, a, a fight of afflictions, a great fight. Am I right, Deke? You have the King James? Yeah, verse 32. A great fight. A great fight of affliction. You endured a great fight. So struggle, struggle is kind of a nice word. King James says fight. You know what a fight is, right? Y'all ever see, see these MMA fighters? Because <laughs> he said a great fight. He says so when you get woke, when you get illuminated, you now, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. A great fight of afflictions. Verse 33. Uh, now, they, they got in, in the Passion Translation, 
those days when, when after the light shone in your hearts, you endured a great marathon season of suffering hardships. Season of suffering hardships, yet you stood your ground. That's why you're still here today, y'all. Because you stood your ground. Somebody say, I stood my ground. Go to verse 33, please. Verse 33. 33. I'm reading from the Passion. And at times, at times, you were publicly and shamefully mistreated. Now, you and I can sit and say, we've not really been through that as Christians, but they did in the early days, and he said, in the last days, it's going to be worse. So guess what? I want to prep you for what you're going to have to face, but you're going to endure it, right? Publicly and shamefully mistreated, being persecuted, why? For your faith. Then other times, you stood side by side with those who preached the message of hope. So when you saw somebody else preaching it and standing for it, and they were getting persecuted, you stood with them. Glory to God. When I saw, when I saw Rodney Howard Brown being arrested, I stood with them. Not just in my prayers, but in my, in my offerings. When I heard about people who were standing up for Jesus Christ, I'm going to stand up with you. Praise God. Because I'm sowing a seed for, for that, that people will stand with me when I go through my stuff. When? Verse 34, 34, 34. Yet you sympathized with those in prison, and when all your belongings were confiscated, you accepted that violation with joy. Notice you accepted, and your Bible says, the plundering of your possessions, of your goods. So in other words, persecution might even involve somebody taking your stuff. Now, I know you got a nice purse and nice shoes, and you got wigs all lined up. I'm sorry, hair pieces all lined up. And your car you finally had, had to have in your house, you, find, you love it. It's finally de decorated, finally the way you want it. And he says, you endured or you dealt with those who confiscated your belongings. You dealt, dealt with it with joy. I'm, I'm just prepping you now, but you, you're going to make it. Tell your neighbor, you're going to make it. So the stuff must never be important than the Savior. Then you'll walk with God. All right, verse 35. I'm moving quickly here because I got to finish up. Verse 35. Here's the scripture we know so well. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has what? Now, look at this in the, in the Passion. It says, so don't lose your bold, courageous faith, for you are destined for a great reward. Now notice what kind of faith he said we got to have. Bold, courageous. courageous. Now this, this why, why is a bold, courageous faith? Because we know about using faith to get healed and using faith to get our blessing and using faith to get our breakthrough, using faith to get our car, using faith to get our new job, using faith to get this and that and what have you. But what about faith to stand when you're being persecuted? Mm. When I'm being threatened with job loss, being, being threatened with my lease not being renewed because they find out that you're a Christian. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Where's that bold faith now? Where's that courageous faith now? Hallelujah. I, I was reading Deacon Gershom. It's, it's, it's just, wow. This thing moving quickly. Even just, and I'm, I'm not trying to make vaccine the separator, but this is just the biggest Jim Crow line. That's the new Jim Crow line now in America is the vaccine. And there are now people in, I was reading the article yesterday, this guy, uh, Ter- Terrell Pryor in the NFL. How many of y'all know him, Terrell Pryor? You know, he, he's, he's a free agent this year. And he's saying that he may not be able to get a new contract because he's not willing to be vaccinated. And they're telling him for you to even get an interview for an NFL job as a, a, an athlete, you got to be vaccinated. He said, so I got to decide whether to get vaccinated or retire. Now, I'm just saying, what would you do if you had to do, choose between your, um, and vaccine thing? Vaccine is a non-issue. That's not the issue that's going to get you persecuted. That's not, that's not the issue. Your walk with God, your stand for Christ is going to get you persecuted. The vaccine is not a Christian or non-Christian issue. So I'm not, forget I even mentioned the vaccine. I'm talking about you and your walk with God. Oh, you're a Christian, aren't you? Okay. So don't cast away your confidence, your bold, courageous faith. Verse 36, for you have need of endurance. King James says patience. I like how King James says it. For you have need of patience. So after you've done the will of God, you may receive what? The promise. The promise. Now let's, let's get right to verse 30. 30 uh, or, let me read verse 37. For yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Verse 38, here it is. Now the just shall live by faith. Now we've looked at that like, okay, that's how I'm going to get my car. That's how I'm going to get my house. That's how I'm going to get my, my, my breakthrough. But this text is not about you getting possessions. It's about you staying with God when you lose your possessions. Y'all not saying anything. See, it's, it's, it's not as exciting anymore, Deke, when you, when you understand how it really talks about this isn't about you, you and me getting, you know, I got my new job by my faith and I, 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 I walk by faith and I, I held my faith, I live by faith. No, this is talking about you're going to live, you're going to live, the just shall live by faith. If you read this in some translation, it'll say by faith and his faithfulness. The just shall live by faith and his faithfulness. So the faith he's talking about here is not your ability to believe for something, but your ability to stand for something. Did you catch that? Not your ability to believe for something. Now we can use that, and we do all the time, but it's talking about your ability to stand for something. That's when it's going to really tell, that's going to be the test to tell whether you really are faith or not. Are you going to fall when they come to confiscate, when they come to punch you in the eye, <laughs> you know, or throw, throw, throw paint on your new car? Because you're a Christian. Now, I know this isn't exciting. Nobody throwing money at me. <laughs> Nobody running to the pockets today. I don't, ever, I don't ever need that. Trust me, I, I don't even need that. That's why I try to keep my pockets sewn up. Because 
I'm more concerned with can you stand? He said, the just shall live by faith. Look at this in, in the passage translation. It says, and he also says, my righteous ones will live from my faith. But if fear holds them back, my soul is not content with them. So this, we know this, this fearing about not getting the house and not getting the car. It's a fear of, of what I'm, I'm losing something. All right, let me close out here. So that word draw back means to withdraw oneself, to be timid, to cover, to shrink. Of those who from timidity hesitate to avow what they believe. They hesitate to avow what they believe. To be unwilling to utter from fear. Did you catch that part? To be unwilling to utter from or because of fear. In other words, what do you think? I listened to a preacher the other day. Uh, some great preachers that my wife and I listen to all the time was one Bishop Patrick Wooten. If you want to hear about holiness still, I still like holiness. That's why one of the guys I listened to was Apostle uh, Herman, Herman Murray out in Texas. He preached on holiness all the time. Old Pentecostal preacher. Young guy, about 42, 43. But he preached on holiness. I like that. That old school music we like, Brother Joe. And, uh, but Bishop Patrick Wooden preached a message the other day talking about the impossibility of neutrality. That was his message, the impossibility of neutrality. In other words, you and I, it's impossible for us to be neutral on all these issues. You can't. As much as you want to be. You can't be neutral. Jesus said it like this one time. He who is not against me is for me. And if you're not for me, you're against me. There's no neutrality. You got to side with my party. Either you're going to be with me or not. See, so because neutrality is impossible, you're going to be put on the spot. So what I need you to do as believers, as saints of God, as my sons and daughters in the faith, is decide right now. Before you walk out of this building this day, decide right now, either you're going to stand for the Lord or you might as well pack up your stuff and go ahead and eat, drink, and be merry now. Because at some point it's going to come right down your lane. So those who draw back, who are unwilling to utter from fear, to shrink from declaring to conceal or to, to dissemble. That word dissemble, dissemble means to deceive or to conceal. It means to hide things. And he said, if you do that, I can't be pleased with you. But look at the next verse, because this is us. Well, this is me and Chris, because he only want to say something. Verse 39. But we are certainly not those who are held back by fear and perish. We're not quitters, and we're not cowards. We are among those who have faith and experience true life. New King James says we are not of those who draw back to perdition or to destruction. But we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. In other words, we're not those who are going to be scared to say something. Shrink back, walk back. As I heard one preacher say, start moonwalking. And just 
when we told Jesus, if I have to die with you, but when the rubber meets the road, when I'm warned by the wrong fire, and they ask me on the spot, I don't even know the man. See, God's going to hold us in contempt. That's what it says. My soul has no pleasure in them. He's going to hold us in contempt. And I don't want God to be displeased with me. So I refuse to be a quitter. I refuse to be a coward. I insist on being a winner. Anybody else with me on that? Hallelujah. Let's, let's read one last scripture as we get ready to, to close, to stand. Where are my musicians? They're somewhere in the building. They're still on the campus somewhere. Second Timothy. Yeah, I knew they were headed this way. Praise God. Second Timothy 4. I want y'all to read this with me. We're going to close out here. Second Timothy 4, verse 7 through 18. When you get there, say amen. Y'all mind standing as we close out? Or else I'll keep preaching. See, when you stand, you turn the faucet off. See, as long, long as you stand, the faucet, the spigot just open. It's gonna, so stand up. I, but I'm asking you to stand up. And I want us to read this together. 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 18. You have it? Y'all have it? Yes, All right, let's read together. Go. I have fought a good fight. Come on, come on, brother. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me. Not to me only. Diligent to come to me quickly. For Demas, y'all see that? Demas was walking with him, but Demas left. He fell away. Why? Having loved and has departed. Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Verse 11, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Now watch verse 14, come on. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him. May who repay him? So you don't have to repay them. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That's why Jesus said if they come and they hit you on the one cheek, turn the other. If they take your, your cloak, give me your coat too. If they force you to walk, walk one mile, walk two miles. He says, because I got them. I'm watching. What do you think happened when Stephen in Acts chapter 7 was being stoned to death? And the Bible says Stephen looked up in the spirit and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Now, wait a minute. The Bible says Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand. But what was happening? When he looked up, he saw Jesus, Jesus, Jesus getting ready to come do something. Remember, Jesus is the Lord of angel armies. He waited on one, one word from Father God to say the word, we're going to get, we're going, we're going, we're about to do something. See? 
So Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him. Let's keep going. Verse 15. You also must beware of him. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged. May it not be charged against them. In other words, if family abandons you, people abandon you, nobody stands with you, Lord, charge it, charge it to the head, not to the heart. I, I, I want to believe that it just was too much for them. If you got to stand by yourself, but watch what happened, verse 17. Go ahead. But the Lord stood with me. Come on. Why? So that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of, keep going, and the Lord from every evil work and preserve me to him forever. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. So you might face some stuff, Gershom. But the Lord will deliver you. In your arena in politics, government, I guarantee you're going to face it. Your walk of life, you're going to face it. But don't worry about it. The Lord will stand with you if nobody else stands with you. That's why I'm not quitting. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I feel sorry for pastors who quit, but I'm not quitting. If people in my family quit, I, I feel bad about that, but I'm not quitting. If nobody stands with me, I'm going to keep standing because the Lord's going to stand with me. And he's going to deliver me and preserve me for his kingdom. Now, again, I know this wasn't the most exciting series that I've ever preached, the exciting, most exciting topic I've ever preached, but I think that it's right at the top of the list of, uh, for the most appropriate due season messages because right now where we are, ladies and gentlemen, we got to be ready. Not be afraid. Just be ready. The Bible says Peter and John, when they were arrested, imprisoned, beaten, the Bible says they went home and celebrated. They said they celebrated they were counted worthy to suffer shame. They celebrated they were counted worthy to suffer for Jesus. So don't be afraid. Celebrate if you're counted worthy to suffer. What does that mean? That means people who are, who are not really um, uh, they're not, really, they're not real. People ain't even asking nothing because you don't, you don't even look like a Christian. You don't even act like a Christian. I'm not, not going to question you. But the one, y'all who around here who look like and actually walk like and talk like Christians, they see your Jesus. Everybody else crying and you singing and praising God. They saw you get dressed this morning to come to church. See? I tell you that you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. 
All right, Lord, today I believe I've done what you told me to do. I believe I've completed the task and the assignment you've given to me. This heavy assignment to prepare your people for what is to come. And yet we know that the persecutions are just, is just peripheral to the blessing. The persecution is just a sideshow to the main attraction for us. And it's the blessing. So, Lord, I'm asking you that, God, you strengthen us with might by your spirit and our inner man, that everyone in this body, all those who are part of our family online, wherever they are, that we'll all be strengthened with might by your spirit and our inner man, so that, God, as persecutions come, as tribulation comes, as afflictions come, that, God, we'll be able to stand in the face of all that and not withdraw, not draw back. Thank you that we are not, not of those who draw back, we are of those who who believe to the saving of our souls. Thank you, Father, that we shall see the end of our faith. And God, we will progress and will not lose what we, what we have gained. You've brought us such a long way. And God, we thank you that, God, you'll take us all the way with you. God, as we go forward today, I pray that these, your people, will also be used in this great harvest. And God, we, are, we understand that the, the falling away will happen and it is happening but we also understand that you said in the last days you pour your spirit out on all flesh all flesh you said sons and daughters they will prophesy old men will dream dreams young men will see visions you said you poured your spirit upon Lord's servants and handmaidens hallelujah and they will prophesy thank you father that Lord that there are people coming in people coming in by the thousands by the millions into the world by the millions of the family of God, that God, this is your finest hour. Oh, this is the hour of the kingdom. This is the hour of the kingdom. This is the hour of the kingdom. Oh, my. God, we shall see our finest hour yet. For you are not coming for a church full of spots and wrinkles but you're coming for a church that is glorious. Glorious. Thank you that God, you are yourself cleansing the church. Yes, you are. You yourself are making a difference between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. You're separating sheep from goat even now. We understand it. We're aware of it. We're not moved by it, Father. And no matter who doesn't continue on the journey, Father, we're, we're not going to look back. We're going to go forward into what you have for us. We thank you, Father, for this word and for its impact on our lives. Make us what you want us to be in this day, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Man, if you're glad for this whole thing, give God a big praise of you. You can do that for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I pray that you have been um, <laughs> encouraged. <laughs> I'm saying all that by faith, you know that. I know I've been encouraged because, you know, my wife would tell you that both of us, we've been really 